Well, today is the fourth Sunday of Lent. Lent is more than you think. Lent is the church's yearly invitation for you and me to get in shape spiritually. Lent is the church's yearly invitation for us to step back and ponder the big questions of life. In today's letter from St. Paul to his second letter to the Corinthians, in that letter that we just heard a moment ago, is contained a startling secret about you. A secret about each one of you. Did you catch it? I'm actually a little taken aback to be standing here looking at a church full of ambassadors, of honorable sirs and honorable mans. If you didn't catch it, perhaps you'll catch it this time. 2 Corinthians 5, beginning at verse 18. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting the trespasses against them, and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. So we are ambassadors for Christ, since God is making his appeal through us. Wow, who knew? Now, St. Paul, in this letter, is not writing just to the leadership in the church of Corinth. He's not just writing to leaders. He is not just writing a verse to the ordained. But this is a verse for all Christians. Thus, if you do the math, that means you and I both are ambassadors for Christ. The story is told of the very beloved and famous American president, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. President Roosevelt used to receive very long receiving lines in the White House after various events. And the president complained that no one actually listened to him at these meet and greet things. So he decided he would try an experiment. He decided that that evening after the fancy event and all the dignitaries were shaking his hand, he would murmur to each person who came by, I murdered my grandmother this morning. <laughs> so, the event took place. The long receiving line you know, of various important people came, and to each person who shook the president's hand, he said, I murdered my grandmother this morning. Well, the responses of the people were things like, Marvelous! Good work. We are proud of you, sir. God bless you. It wasn't until the end of the line, when the ambassador from Bolivia, that the president's actual words were heard. And the ambassador leaned in and whispered to the president, I'm sure she had it coming. <laughs> she may well have. But the question remains, is were we actually listening to the words of the Holy Scriptures? Or were we just sort of smiling and nodding in a trance over in church and the Bible is being read, and so at the end we casually say, thanks be to God. Or were we actually hearing what we were saying? Every Christian is an ambassador for Christ. Every disciple is an ambassador for Christ. Every churchgoer, not necessarily. 
Now, when somebody meets me, it's pretty obvious that I am an ambassador for something. Uh, because as some of you are figuring out, I'm fairly old school, and I keep some of the centuries-old customs related to the priesthood. However, time for a reality check. Drum roll, please. I can't really do a good drum roll. You, the laity, are the primary and most important ambassadors for Christ. Did you catch that? Now, I'll rewind. You, the laity, are the primary and most important ambassadors for Christ. Now, just think about it. Think about why that's true. When your friend who is in a deep depression needs someone to offer him just a very simple prayer, the priest won't be there. You will be. When your family is going through a crisis, and tensions are rising, and someone needs to speak up some words of reassurance and peace, the priest won't be there. You will be. When hateful gossip is spewed at the local coffee circle, when someone attacks the faith at work or some other setting, the priest won't be there. You will be. When your children or grandchildren, whether they are growing or are grown, ask you for advice and it touches upon faith and morals, the priest won't be there. You will be. And in those situations, and dozens and dozens of others, you may very well be the only representative of Christianity in the room. You may be the only ambassador of Christ there. You are the frontline workers of the gospel. Because you are embedded in the ordinary stuff of life. And thus, you are best situated to act for and speak for Christ in those kind of situations, not me. So, how are you doing as an ambassador? Is your life pointing? If people watch your life, especially the people who know you well, if they're watching your life, is it pointing to the heavenly country? Is your life pointing to our sovereign? Not the queen, God bless her, but to the king, not Elvis, but to our Lord Jesus Christ. Is your life pointing to Christ? Here's how the whole church deal is supposed to work. This is kind of Christianity 101, but it's always good to review, but I'm sure you know this. This is kind of the way the church is supposed to work. Every week, you come to your local embassy. That's church. And by the way, the Christian church has embassies in other towns. So when you are traveling, there are actually embassies in other communities that you can go to. It doesn't matter whether it's Edward or not. Wherever you are, go to the local Christian embassy. But anyway, so every week you come to your local embassy, that's the church, to be challenged, to be comforted, to be reconnected to God and to God's people. And then every week, at the end of the service in particular, you are sent out as ambassadors for Christ into the mission fields of your daily lives, your marriages, your families, your workplaces, your social networks, and on and on and on. And when you receive the Eucharist, when you receive Holy Communion this afternoon, you are being sent from the altar to the world to follow Christ, and to be Christ's ambassador. Disciples are ambassadors. Churchgoers, not necessarily. Disciples are ambassadors. Repeat after me. Disciples are ambassadors. Pretty good, good. in the afternoon. 
Disciples are ambassadors because they have chosen to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. It's not just church, it's not just ritual. They have made a commitment. This is something that is important to them. They made that commitment to Christ. Disciples are ambassadors because they are seeking to follow Christ into the promised land in their daily lives. Disciples are ambassadors because they repent of their sins and their failures. They know that they mess up. Disciples are ambassadors because they seek to follow Christ by loving God and neighbor when they're not in this building during the week. Disciples seek to be ambassadors by engaging in the discipleship habits. Worshipping weekly, praying daily, reading the Bible daily, serving in their local congregation and beyond, relating with others and building spiritual friendships and giving generously. Those ancient practices all Christians in every century of church history have engaged in. So, your spiritual homework for this week is to own up to the fact that if you're a Christian, then you are an ambassador for Christ. Is that humbling? It is. Is it terrifying? Actually, it is terrifying. If you were to actually sit down and think through the implications of the fact that you are an ambassador for Christ, that is very terrifying. But it's also exhilarating to think that God would make his appeal through you and me. You would think God would choose a more qualified people. But that's the cool thing about God. God is in the business of choosing broken, imperfect, and ordinary people to share his wholesome healing message of extraordinary love. That's what you call good news. Amen.